Good morning, everybody. Your time is 7.50. Today is December 28th, 2021. Here is your wake-up call on KOPN Columbia 89.5. Right now, it's 38 degrees out, looking at a rainy day with a high of 54 and a low of 37. Stay tuned for a full weather report at the end in just a couple minutes. Today we are going to have a deep dive into the CDC's decision to shorten the isolation time for people who've tested positive of coronavirus to five days. We'll go more into that and a couple news stories related to that, but let me cover two more local stories before we get there. Our first story today is courtesy of the Missouri Independent by Allison Kite. This is from last week about a Missouri bill that would require schools to filter drinking fountains for lead. The state health department has estimated as many as 10% of fountains could have greater concentrations of lead than EPA standards allow. Thousands of Missouri school buildings are likely not testing their water for lead, Kite says. A Missouri House bill would require them to start filtering. Lead is a dangerous neurotoxin, and medical professionals say there is no safe amount of lead for children to inhale or consume. But Missouri residents drink water supplied by lead pipes at rates exceeding almost the entire country. And children in Missouri suffer from elevated levels of lead in their blood in numbers exceeding all but a few states. Quote, since no level of exposure is safe, just addressing one part of this very large problem is helpful, said Madeline Middlebrooks, an Equal Justice Works Fellow for the Great Rivers Environmental Law Center. A Missouri House bill would require that schools install high-quality filters to assure children aren't drinking water contaminated by lead, which can leach into water from lead pipes. This legislation would require schools to test after the installation and ensure the water has less than one part per billion of lead. Water fountains found that exceed that level must be shut off, and the school must develop a plan to remediate the lead. Starting when children return to school in the summer of 2023, Schools would be required to provide drinking water with a lead concentration below one part per billion. They would have to have one filtered drinking station per 100 students in every building. And districts would have to submit their testing results to the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. The bill outlines a number of federal programs for which schools can seek reimbursement and allows the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education to provide funding. Funding would be prioritized for disadvantaged schools. The bill is sponsored by Rep. Paula Brown in a similar to legislation passed in Michigan in 2019. A slimmer version of the bill was introduced in 2020, but was never able to reach a committee hearing. I know we've talked about that story in the past, a couple weeks ago, um, but I just thought it would bear repeating that there is more news on that in the coming year, and hopefully um, more people understand and try to advocate through some of the causes and some of the um, organizations that we spoke to on this show uh, to help get lead out of drinking water in Missouri schools. And next, let's go into our deep dive on COVID-19 and the CDC's decision to shorten the period of isolation for people who've tested positive to the coronavirus to five days from a previous 10 days. Okay, first, our initial story comes from the New York Times. As Omicron surges, officials shorten isolation times for many Americans, quote, hoping to prevent further disruptions to daily life, the CDC reduced the period that certain infected Americans must sequester. And this is by Benjamin Mueller and Isabella Ruyan Potts. This was yesterday. Um, This is from around 10 o'clock last night. As daily coronavirus cases in the U.S. soared to near record levels, 
Federal health officials on Monday shortened by half the recommended isolation period for many infected Americans, hoping to minimize disruptions to the economy and to everyday life. Virus-related staff shortages have upended holiday travel, leading to thousands of flight cancellations, and now threatening industries from healthcare, restaurants, and retail. Yet health experts warn the country is only in the early stages of the fast-moving surge. Um, quote, the Omicron variant is spreading quickly and has the potential to impact all facets of our society, said Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The agency previously recommended that infected patients isolate for 10 days when they were tested from when they were tested for the virus, but on Monday, it slashed that period to five days for those without symptoms or those without fevers whose other symptoms were resolving. Americans leaving isolation should wear masks around others for an additional five days after the periods have ended, according to officials. The updated guidance comes amid a rising tide of infections that threatens to swamp the U.S. healthcare system, particularly given that tens of millions remain unvaccinated. The new recommendations, quote, balance what we know about the spread of the virus and the protection provided by the vaccination and booster doses, said Dr. Walensky. These updates ensure people can safely still continue their daily lives. So initially, uh, just on a personal level, the reason that I was kind of interested in that story and decided to go a bit deeper, as we're going to go in a second, was because I found that initial thing a little bit confusing because it seemed like it went against what we know currently and what we've talked about on the show about the Omicron variant and its spread and what we've known in the past, you know, 18 months to almost two years. And of course, as you guys should probably know, I am not a doctor. I do not have any medical qualifications. Uh, the research I did is kind of combining a couple different statewide measures from the past couple days, along with some uh, studies and doing some research into some studies that have been conducted in the past couple weeks to determine um, maybe what was informing this. So initially, I saw two uh, press releases from the health department of New York State and Minnesota. This is the New York State Health Advisory from December 24th. This is from the Department of Health. The press release from the New York Department of Health outlined that returning to work required, um, this is specifically when there's a critical staffing shortage, employers may allow a person to return to work after day five of their isolation period, when day zero is defined as either the date of symptom onset, if symptomatic, or date of collection of first positive tests, if asymptomatic. And they outlined a couple other uh, important qualifiers, which is that the individual is a healthcare worker or other critical, critical workforce member, and they have to be fully vaccinated, which depends on the type of dose you get, either one dose of the Janssen or two doses of like an mRNA vaccine. And um, they defined asymptomatic if or someone who has mild symptoms if at the end of day five they don't have a fever for at least three days without any fever reducing medication, have resolved symptoms or have improving residual symptoms, have no runny nose, and have no more than minimal or a non-productive cough, which is a cough that is not disruptive to work and does not stop the person from wearing their mask continuously. That was based on an article from the New England Journal of Medicine called Viral Dynamics of SARS-CoV-2 Variants in Vaccinated and Unvaccinated Persons that was published just two days prior to that release, or actually the day before, actually December 23rd. And it was talking about how uh, according to their research, 
which was done with a little more rigor than maybe other uh, research was done about uh, times in, in the months prior, uh, that people who were vaccinated were able to recover more quickly than unvaccinated people, particularly with the Delta variant. I still encourage you people to like uh, read a little more from the articles and the academic research I just cited, because um, when you go back to that initial New York Times article, they say that the CDC did not recommend that people take rapid tests before ending their isolation period, and a, which is a step that scientists said would offer considerably more reassurance that people were not continuing to spread the virus. But they said that people who were unvaccinated had to quarantine for just five days after exposure, down from 14 days, which is for people who were exposed to the virus and were uninfected. So still, considering what we knew before and what we are talking about right now, it seemed a little significant that that was the case despite what we just read from two other sources before and i'd like to conclude quickly with our weather report today we are looking at a high of 54 and a low of 37 definitely going to rain today tomorrow will just be pretty cloudy with a high of 45 low of 32 thursday high of 48 low of 28 and it'll be a little more sunny that tomorrow than hopefully. And then Friday, we're looking at a high of 59, low of 34. Then Saturday, expect some snow, a high of 46 and a low of 14. Then Sunday, partly cloudy with a high of 27, low of 9. And then next Monday, we are looking at 46 degrees and a low of 18. I've been your host, Samir. Of course, look for Evening Edition with Laura Wacker at 6. And Sex, Drugs, and Civil Liberties with Dan Veets at 7 p.m. In just a couple seconds, we're going to hear Amy Goodman with Democracy Now! Thanks for tuning in, and always stay tuned to KOPN Columbia.